0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila, where each week we discuss new health and lifestyle questions based on questions you send us. I am Zila Ozols from the Brantford Public Library Programming Department.
1: And I'm Mandy Samall, a Community Health Broker with the Brant County Health Unit. Mandy, what does a Community Health Broker do? Well Zila, a Community Health Broker works with all the citizens in the community to provide support, education, and broker connections to health-related services basically anything they need to support their overall health.
0: Does that mean you're like a nutritionist, nurse or doctor?
1: No, it doesn't. While there are many times we work alongside other healthcare professionals, our job is to help improve access to and the effectiveness of the healthcare systems. We connect people with education and skill building, employment services, addiction and treatment supports, as well as housing services, just to name a few. Our work changes all the time, which I totally love, but what doesn't change is that we're always right there in the community, meeting them where they're at.
0: So just to be clear for our listeners, the content in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions or any medical issues that you may be having. Welcome to episode four of Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila. Mandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Zila. How about yourself? I'm okay. It's uh, Today we're recording on a Friday, so it's nice that the weekend is here finally.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited to have the weekend to be here as well, for sure.
0: Um, are you doing anything fun this weekend?
1: Nothing in particular. Um, still doing some renovating around here and hoping to have some time to relax and some time to read, but beyond that, no, nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah, I think it's about the same for us. I had to do some garden work. I kind of forgot all about it in August. (laughs) So now I had to kind of prepare it for the fall and well, winter is coming.
1: (laughs) No, I can't even believe how fast the temperatures just changed. It was like the minute that kids were supposed to go back to school, fall hit and summer was over and it was so sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It happened so fast. I wasn't ready for it at all. <laughs>
1: no, I even had to put a light jacket on briefly today. And I was like, this is not cool.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I've been wearing a jacket since last week.
1: <laughs> oh, you must get cold easily then because I—I I, this was the first day today for me.
0: So yeah, no, I'm pretty sensitive to the cold. <laughs> uh, so what are we talking about in this episode? So this week, I thought
1: we would talk about healthy eating on a budget.
0: You sent me a bunch of different resources to look through to start our conversation. And there's similarities between the different resources and what they suggest on what to focus on if you're trying to eat on a budget. What would you say are the most common and maybe the easiest things to focus on if I'm trying to eat healthy on a budget?
1: Some of the really good tips are couponing, price matching, sticking to your list, shopping sales, comparing prices stocking up, being mindful of the season and and shopping for what's in season, choosing plant-based protein options when possible, limiting processed foods, setting a budget, exploring the grocery stores and looking high and low, not just in the middle and comparing the unit price.
0: So that's what you would do when you're in the store looking for ways to cut your budget for food, right?
1: Yeah, those are a lot of good tips for when you're shopping Definitely you want to follow those tips. Couponing. I mean, I've
0: seen those crazy shows where people will coupon and pay like nothing with like <laughs> weeks worth of groceries. Is that
1: possible here in Canada? It works a little different here in Canada. I feel like it's you do definitely see those shows on TV and, and you can definitely save a lot here, but it's not quite the same. Like we can't stack a bunch of coupons or that kind of thing. So you really it, it changes a little bit. But there's a lot of good coupons out there and a lot of price matching and different things that you can do to make sure that when you're using your coupons, you use them effectively when you're buying things that are on sale. So that way you are saving money, but it's still not going to be quite the same as you see on TV for sure. Okay, (laughs) So where are the best places to find coupons? A lot of times there's coupons online. There's still the the, free pay, the little free little magazines that sometimes come out in your mailbox. They usually have some good coupons. And I believe there's a lot of different coupon apps you can get as well. And a lot of like the store websites and stuff like that even have coupons.
0: And then you mentioned price matching and I have a friend who uses an app for price matching. Can you tell me a bit more about what actually price matching is?
1: Price matching is where you see a sale in a flyer and you go into a store that isn't necessarily that same store, but it would have to still be like a grocery store. So it couldn't, you can't price match something from a grocery store at maybe Shoppers Drug Mart because it doesn't really work the same way. It has to be a similar store. So at grocery store. But then you show them the sale item and as long as it's the same item, exactly like the same they'll give it to you for the price that it's advertised somewhere else which is really cool i have an app that i like to use as well which is called flyer if i i like that one because it has all of all of the different stores on it
0: you also mentioned sticking to your list why is that important to stick to your grocery list
1: I think it's really important to stick to your list because that way you're not tempted to buy things that you weren't intending to go to the store and buy. So, you know, buying only what's on your grocery list and not shopping when you're hungry is also really important because then you're less likely to purchase impulse buys.
0: Actually, one of the things I read that you sent me, it also mentioned that sometimes it's better to go shopping alone so that the other person doesn't convince you to buy something you don't want or need.
1: That is totally one of the tips that I made sure that I had marked down too, because that happens to me all the time. If I take my husband along with me, he's always trying to put treats in the cart. Like it's, it's one of those (laughs) things. Yeah. He's got a terrible sweet tooth. So it definitely costs me more if my husband comes along. I know it's usually (laughs) the kids, but no, for me, it's my husband. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Also, I remember in an earlier episode, we actually talked about buying vegetables in and fruit in season so you mentioned that that's cheaper as well
1: yeah it's definitely cheaper to buy things that are in season so kind of getting a sense of when that is um and if you can't buy in season definitely buying frozen is a good option as well to save some money
0: and then when you're actually in the store you said look high and look low what do you mean by that
1: Yeah. So that's actually a pretty interesting thing that a lot of people don't realize, but companies actually pay to have their um, products put at eye level. So you, you notice the ones right away that are at your eye level, but you might find a better deal or a healthier product, either lower in the shelves or up higher where it's harder to like the harder to look.
0: I think that kind of also links back to you said, um, explore grocery stores. I mean, look beyond what you're used to looking. Maybe, I don't know,
1: yeah. And some of the grocery stores, like for instance, ones where they still bag the groceries for you, that was like a, those kinds of things are where they have a little more fancier displays and things like that. Like they cost more money to shop there. Oh. So if you shop at a grocery store where you have to bag your own groceries, you're, you're most likely to get a better deal.
0: I guess they're trying to up the food prices to pay for those extra baggers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like it's it's have you ever seen I don't know if you've ever seen the commercial, but there's one there's a commercial for no frills where it gives you the example that if you're going to one of those grocery stores with the fancy displays and all of the different things like that, you're actually paying for the frills.
0: So that's why they call it no frills.
1: Right? Not that I'm trying to advertise for them. (laughs) No, we're not
0: advertising for them at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good example for sure.
0: And then in terms of the actual food choices, you mentioned a few things that Uh, I remember reading as well about choosing plant-based protein and limiting your processed foods.
1: Um, Yeah, those are both really important options. Um, Choosing more plant-based protein foods is a good, uh, really good, healthy option. And it's cost effective too. Um, So something like beans and lentils and legumes, Um, you'd be surprised how nutritious beans are and they're great for your budget as well. Um, There's a few things that you'd wanna consider though when you're choosing beans is you want to, if you're gonna buy canned beans, you wanna rinse them because of sodium. And then if you're buying dry beans, you have to cook them. So you have to have a little more time, but they're cheaper. So you pay a little more and you have to rinse the canned ones, but they're already cooked. And something to point out too that um, beans are very rich in fiber and protein and low in fat. They're a great option for people for healthy eating for people that are looking to reduce to lose weight, or to reduce cholesterol or manage diabetes. And they also um, have a lot of vitamin vitamins and minerals in them, such as folate, potassium and iron.
0: They sound pretty good all around.
1: There's uh, a lot of good staples. But one thing I wanted to mention also with the beans before we move on is um, stretching your ground beef by mixing pinto beans in when you're making a taco filling, that's a good option. So if you want to save on the cost of meat a little bit, that's a really, a really neat tip, I thought. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I myself am mostly vegetarian. So I'm all for the beans. But I know I've tried to convince people to go 50-50 if they're not going to go fully vegetarian.
1: <laughs> so do you have like some favorite beans that you prefer? Or? Honestly, it
0: depends what I'm cooking. So... The pinto beans then black beans, like the black turtle beans, I do like when I'm doing refried beans and that kind of thing. The kidney type beans I use a lot for chilies that I'm making, which I think is pretty typical. I use white beans or navy beans uh, sometimes when I'm making my own homemade breakfast beans, you know, like with maple syrup or molasses or whatever, or tomatoes if you're trying to eat less sugar.
1: I was thinking that was sounding pretty sweet for breakfast beans.
0: (laughs) So yeah, it really depends. And I've attempted both canned and dry. And they're like equally good. There's, it's just the dry definitely require a bit more prep time, which I am not a meal planner, which I know is an important thing for healthy eating on a budget. So dried beans has not been my friend, but it is something that I am working towards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think planning can be difficult, a difficult habit to get into for a lot of people, but I think that we all just got to, you know, do what we can, so you you do whatever amount of planning that you can do and that'll save you time in the long run. Like it's one of those things where every little bit counts, so even if it's something as simple as um keeping a notepad and then writing down the things you run out of as you go along throughout your week, so that way when you get to the end of the week, your grocery list is already made for you. That's still planning.
0: Oh. Right? Okay, still part of planning. Do you have other good tips that I might benefit from <laughs> for meal planning?
1: I think just kind of keeping an inventory of what you have in your house and kind of trying to find meals that go with those items. So that way, um, it just makes things a little easier. And the idea of planning for a whole week of meals at a time, like I generally I, I decide what we want to eat for the week even if it's kind of shifted around, like if we don't feel like something one day, we have it later in the week, but at least I have that many days worth of meals already planned. So then I don't have to really think about it anymore. That way, like we we don't get tempted to go eating out or, you know, those kinds of things because I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, that conversation about what are we gonna have for dinner drives me absolutely crazy. That happens so often if we're not planned and, every, and everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know what we should have. That's what happens all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm kind
0: of glad to hear that I'm not the only one that experiences that. <laughs>
1: I think that's an everybody thing. I hear that from so many people. And it's the same. Like, nobody wants to make the decision at the end of the day of what to have. You make so many decisions all day long. Nobody wants to make that dinner decision later.
0: Yeah, So for anything you sure.
1: can do ahead of time to be ready for it is is super helpful.
0: But yeah, so you're saying make a list throughout the week as you're missing things. And then if you can plan a meal for each day of the week, even if you switch it around later. Well, I was reading that, say you find a recipe that you want to make, but you don't have a particular ingredient, you can always substitute it for something you do have on hand or something cheaper. So for example, I come across a lot of recipes that might have almond or cashew butter. But if you actually look at the price, like those are way more expensive than just plain old peanut butter. So yeah, if you're not allergic to peanut butter, using peanut butter instead of cashew butter would be a cheaper alternative for that recipe.
1: Yeah, actually a really good option too, even when you're another way to look at it too with peanut butter is using natural peanut butter. So one that um, I found a really good one at uh, Freshco actually carries it and it's just called, um, I think it's just peanuts or something. But that's actually all that's in the ingredient list. So that's a really good one to use as well. You just want to be careful when you're picking out peanut butter, what's actually in it.
0: I always read the ingredient list for peanut butter because I look for anything that has just peanuts. I don't, if it has anything added to it, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Um, And I think that too, like what you were saying about some of the swapping of different things, like you could, instead of quinoa, you could choose brown rice or instead of granola, you could just use oats. Or instead of um, ricotta cheese, which is a little more expensive when it's not on sale, you could use cottage cheese. So I I definitely agree with you about swapping some things out to make it more cost effective or because of what you have on hand.
0: I think there's one more thing that I wanted to bring attention to before we moved on to other discussion points. Because you also mentioned comparing the unit price when you're in the store. I personally tend to look at the unit price that you find directly on the sale tag on the shelf. So for example, if you have two different jars of peanut butter and they're different sizes and everything um, and different brand, you can look at the unit price on the tag that's directly under it on the shelf. So it might say, Oh, this one is, $1 per liter or whatever. I don't, that's not a real number. And this one says it's 75 cents per liter. (laughs) So even though this other one might be a smaller container, you know, it's actually cheaper per unit because of the unit price, Uh, meaning you're getting more out of what you're paying
1: a really good tip Zila I bet you a lot of people don't even think to look at that I
0: thought that was something everyone looked at because it's just so ingrained in my head that every time I'm comparing something I look at those two and I if if everything is equal like nutrition wise and ingredient wise then I just go for what's cheaper because I find that most of the time the quality is the same
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times people look at the the lower price, but not necessarily the unit price like you're mentioning. So I think that's a really good tip. I think another good tip that that makes me think of is looking for reduced prices, so products that are closer to their best before dates or fruits and vegetables that aren't maybe perfectly shaped. I like looking for, say I wanted to make banana bread. Lots of times you can find um, reduced priced bananas that are starting to go a little bit brown, and they're a great option for baking. And you just want to make sure that if you're doing that, though, that you're extending the life of products that can be frozen by, by freezing them when you get them. And that way they're getting used up in time or being frozen so that they will last a bit longer.
0: That brings me to a few other things that I came across. One of the places that we tend to not take care of our food budget is by allowing food to go to waste. You know, not properly putting it in the freezer or if we forget about leftovers and they go bad. Are there ways that we can
1: lower the waste in our houses? I think a, a big piece of that is making sure that if you're putting things in the freezer, you're writing on when you put them in there so that you're making sure that you're using them in time. And a good rule for your pantry is using the like the first in, first out rules. So making sure that you're rotating it and using things that are older first and then planning for your leftovers. So when you're, say you're cooking like chicken or something like that, maybe if you know that you're going to have some leftover, plan a, a meal that's going to be able to use that up within you know, a day or so. So like wraps made up with chicken later in the week, if you've had a roasted chicken or that kind of thing is a good option for using up some of those leftovers. But definitely, you know, just buying only what you're going to eat too when you're shopping. So buy what you think you can eat in time if it's something fresh that can't be frozen. You know, like don't buy a three pack of lettuce if you know you're only going to eat one.
0: Right. And I remember reading that you should in the week eat your perishables first and then worry about the non-perishables. Exactly. Yep. And if I find leftovers in my fridge and I don't know how old are they, should I eat them?
1: Uh, don't eat them.
0: <laughs> so what <laughs> if it smells fine them. though?
1: No, you can't tell by smell or look or any of those things. Okay. Just don't eat them. <laughs>
0: okay. I just wanted to make sure you had the same message I did. That was one of the things I read is do not rely on the smell of your food to know if it's safe to eat.
1: No, you definitely can't do that. And that's why labeling is very important and making sure that you're keeping track. And if you're not sure, throw it out. It's not worth the risk.
0: So as someone who lives with only one other person, sometimes what we struggle with is having too many leftovers and then we're stuck eating them for lunch and dinner and lunch again. So do you have any tips on how to properly plan and budget for eating for one to two people?
1: So I think that having leftovers is okay, but I think the idea though is is planning for them. So opting to make something entirely different with the leftovers that you have. So, you know, if you're going to have leftover mashed potatoes earlier in the week, you could have a shepherd's pie later and use them as the topping for on top of that. Or if you're going to have vegetables leftover, you can to- you can toss them in an omelet or into some pasta. And also like having chicken leftover, you could use some low sodium broth or noodles and carrots to make a make a soup it's just about planning for the leftovers and making sure that you're still giving yourself variety and not feeling like you're eating the same meal heated up again and another good idea though um, as long as you're paying attention to what is actually healthy and substituting where need be is if you use an app like pinterest you can actually search for recipes for you know two people And you just put in healthy recipes for two people and they'll give you a lot of options. But you have to still be mindful that you're making sure that you feel what they're saying is healthy because nobody's really checking that those are healthy except for you.
0: And you kind of answered part of my next question, but what if... We don't have the time to do the cooking, which I think seems to be the thread. And like, if you make it yourself, it tends to be cheaper than processed foods. But if I don't have the time to cook, what can I do?
1: Um, Yeah, so I think a great tip too, when you don't have time to when you don't feel that you have very much time to cook is using your crock pot, because that way you're just setting it and forgetting about it. It's cooking all day while you're busy doing other things. Um, We did talk a little bit about that already. And another good option is doing um, dishes that are one pot meal. So you're not having to do a lot of different fancy techniques or anything like that. You're just kind of cooking everything in one dish. You're not ending up with a lot of um, dishes to do, such as you could just do casseroles or chilies or soups. And I think though, another piece of it too, is even though you don't have much time to cook, finding the little bits of time that you do have to do some prep work in advance or the little things that are gonna make it a little easier for yourself.
0: One friend I had would prepare all of their meals on like the Sunday leading up to the week.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people that do things like that. That takes uh, a lot of organization. And a lot, you know, it's still a lot of planning, but it definitely saves you time during the week, a little planning goes a long way.
0: So for me, this is an important question, because as I've mentioned before, I have a sweet tooth. But if I'm trying to eat healthy on a budget, does that mean I can never treat myself or maybe splurge on something yummy?
1: No, I don't, I don't think that, you know, it's not, you can't splurge when you're eating well on a budget, that kind of thing. I think it's about um, eating well, but then planning for the opportunity to splurge and making a conscious and informed decision. You know, if you want to spend a bit extra or you want to have something sweet, as long as you're doing your best the rest of the time and you plan for it, it's not a big deal.
0: Okay, so being mindful and careful and planning it out rather than just mindlessly eating something sweet every day.
1: I feel like, yeah, I think eating something sweet every day is not a good plan. So maybe don't do that. But uh, as long as you're doing well the rest of the time and you're being mindful of your health, I think you're okay.
0: One thing we haven't yet talked about, uh, we've talked a lot about meal planning and sticking to your budget and then prepping foods yourself. But what are some options available that our community can help us out with if we're trying to stick to a healthy budget?
1: Um, so I think a good option is if you're able to, making sure like to learn how to grow your own vegetables. We actually have um, community gardens here in within Brantford that afford you the opportunity to participate a little bit and then receive some of the produce, which is really cool. Um, there's also the multiple different food banks that we have and community meal programs where you can go and get a meal for free. So those are always a good option if you ever find yourself experiencing food insecurity. Um, and we can definitely link all of those. in the the notes.
0: Yes, and I know the food calendar comes out monthly with a new one listing everything that's available that month, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: And here at the library, we actually tend to print it off so people can pick it up as well. So we've covered a lot of things in this episode, even though we just talked about one topic. There's definitely way more tips and tricks out there that we didn't even touch, but we will be providing a bunch of links in the show notes that will give more information on what we talked about as well as information on things we didn't talk about and as mandy mentioned we'll make sure to link to the different food banks and services that we mentioned
1: just now here at the ending
0: so mandy what's one thing we want people to remember from this episode
1: I think if you remember one thing, um, what you eat on a regular basis matters to your health. So you want to choose foods that have little to no added sodium, sugar, or saturated fat. Compare the nutrition facts table on the foods to choose products that are lower in sodium, sugars, and saturated fat.
0: And I would say if there's one thing people can try after listening to this episode, it's keeping a notepad in your kitchen and writing down items as you run out so that at the end of the week you have a grocery list ready to go.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk with Mandy and Zila. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
0: If you have a question you'd like us to explore, fill out our question submission form on the Let's Talk page on the library website. Stay happy and healthy. This podcast is a joint project between Brantford Public Library and the Brant County Health Unit. Edited by me, Zila Ozels. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. For more information about the podcast, visit the Brantford Public Library website at brantfordlibrary.ca.